Hey there, my name's Jesse, and you're listening to the Deep Lore Boys podcast, where Jackson, Matthew, and I delve into the random, rare, and usually ridiculous pieces of human history. They cleaned the boat, and like less than two hours later, they were using it again. He was a little, little snot bag. Some of the passengers suffered nausea and vomiting as a result of exposure to the human waste. Put, you know, put this on my patty, honestly. Put this on (laughs) on my burger. Everybody, we have the old classic, the first guest here on the podcast. Uh, ben is here again. Ooh. I have been waiting a whole year for you to say the line. Ben on the podcast, everybody. Yeah. 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 Ben on the podcast. Woo. Yeah. I'm back. And here's the even awesomer part. We've got Jackson on the podcast, too, this time around, which didn't happen oh, last time we had We ben. did. Jackson's here. I died the last time, and now I yeah, came back to yeah. life. It was chemo. It was really bad. Uh, pray for his health. Uh, yeah, pray for his health. He's for really, real. you know, just because he's operation. back doesn't mean he's going to be back forever. Yeah. I, just... I die in the season finale. That's your spoiler. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, don't spoil it. I mean. Yeah, hold on. There's a couple things. Yeah. Well, Ben, uh, today is... A very interesting day. And honestly, I I kind of owe you an apology for inviting you on the podcast on episode 19 Mm. of all episodes. Because, um, uh, well, episode 19, (laughs) well, 19 doesn't mean anything. There's nothing important about episode 19. Uh, I I don't know, guys. Episode 19 is a no ordinary walk in the park. No, no, it's ordinary. Telling you it's, it's normal. There's but. nothing up with it. It might not be a normal walk in the park, but it may be a uh, puke in the park. <laughs> <laughs> puke in uh, the all right. park. <laughs> if we have to puke in the park, let's uh, get it over with. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to sit here. And <laughs> if you're not already aware, episode 19 of the Deep Lore Boys for each season is uh, going to be pretty special. Episode 19 is Barf Bag History which is where we go over the most revolting, disgusting lore that we can find. Last time we discussed uh, Roman toilets and sewage systems, mm. the great stink, and that time they blew up a whale. The gr- How do you get beyond? Is there a greater stink, a greatest stink? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've seen some of the topics we're discussing today, and it's uh, it's pretty stinky. I've got a very stinky article here. This is one that I have been begging for us to discuss for months, but every time I do, Matthew and Jackson are like, no, no, we got to save that for for Barf Bag. And like, I agree with you, but... (laughs) This is a true classic. The the Dave Matthews Band Chicago River incident. Yes. (sighs) Wow. (sighs) It sounds so ominous. It's not. Like, you have to know what happened for it to really be that scary. (laughs) On August 8th, 2004, a bus, the Dave Matthews Band bus, was crossing the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago, and the driver of the bus uh, made a what seemed to be a harmless decision, uh, a little inconspicuous, quick little dumping of the truck's uh, waste tanks, you know, all the, the poo. Uh, he didn't think this would really cause a stink. <laughs> <sighs> Little did he know. Um, you see, the bridge had, it was grates on the bottom of the bridge. It wasn't like paved or anything. So the poop would go straight through into the water below. But just 
as if he had coordinated his dumping like a NASA project, uh, a boat, a tour boat with an open roof happened to go right under the bridge during the <laughs> dumping and just sprayed everyone. Over 80 people oh, got sprayed. Okay. Uh, it has to be coordinated. That's what it's I'm thinking. Like this is like NASA levels of precision here to line up. This is like two planets colliding. There was over 800 pounds of sewage that was dumped onto it. It was a sightseeing boat, so like obviously, like they had like the whole top of it was open. Well, they sure had a sight to Dude, see. Dude, and they um, saw the sights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were 120 passengers on board the boat, and two thirds of them were soaked in poop. And this was not like, I hate to get into detail here, but it's barf bag. Um, it wasn't solid at this point. A victim on the boat described the incident. The liquid waste was brownish yellow in color and had a foul Ooh. offensive odor. The liquid human waste went into passengers' eyes, mouths, hair, and onto clothing and personal belongings, That's many of which foul. were soaked. Some of the passengers suffered nausea and vomiting as a result of exposure to the human waste. And then the boat's deck was swabbed by its crew, and it was reserviced by 3 p.m. that day. <laughs> wow, this is a two-hour, not even a two-hour incident. Not even just... two hours later, the crew Dude, they just literally cleaned up. the boat. They cleaned the boat, and, like, less than two hours later, they were using it again. Dude, Dude who was on that boat? Who was the guy? Yeah, the, the Dave Matthews band was like, I'm about to show you why they call it the poop deck. And just, like, went for it. <laughs> And they, they yeah, swabbed they... that thing within the hour and they had it ready to go. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen the movie Mouse Hunt, but oh, uh, there's yes. a scene in Mouse yes. Hunt where the, the mouse crawls into the sewer and they try to vacuum it up and uh, it vacuums mm. up all the poop and it's like this big bag vacuum so it blows up and it like sends poop everywhere. Yeah, I got this got this picture right here of it. <laughs> uh, that's basically what happened. Oh, dude. The... Oh, dude. I remember. Oh, I haven't seen this in ages mm. dude that's a weird movie now that i'm thinking about it it would actually be kind of closer to like nickelodeon when uh they would slime like <laughs> the audience slimed. i don't know if you remember that yeah <laughs> like they would bump like all slime. of slime on like the cast members this was like the testing grounds for nickelodeon slime i'm i'm always i'm ready for anything i mean Nothing catches me off guard. As long as you're drunk, nothing catches you off guard. Yeah, yeah. I'm a drunken master, after all. I'm a drunken warrior. I'm thinking inside job. <laughs> inside job. What would be the purpose of doing this, though, as an inside Somebody job? hates the David Matthews band. It's gotta be. Oh! I thought this was like an assassination attempt for somebody on the boat, like we're gonna stink them out. But <laughs> That's you also think that this was against the band and not the Elected people. Elected official, mm. potentially, at that. No, you think that the band had like there was a guy in particular who like really didn't like him. A band's rival? Who would be the Dave Matthews band's rival? I don't really know a whole lot about this band. Matthews Dave. Matthews Dave band. Yeah. (laughs) Matthews Dave. Imagine being the Dave Matthews band at that point. Like I, I'd be a little embarrassed just that you know my poop was out there for everybody to see. I'd be proud. So it's from them. It's famous. Yeah, it's their famed poo. It's it ain't. This ain't just (laughs) nobody's poo. This is like a million dollar poo right here. These people got blessed. Yeah. Honestly, this is a holy anointing. (laughs) It's like this This is basically. (laughs) One guy's like, holy crap, literally. (laughs) You know, people always, dude. I'd say holy crap when I was younger, and people were like, crash that holy. Well, guess what? Take, yeah, take ex- a, explain this, atheist. Take a peek, <laughs> yeah. atheist. Take a look at this. 
Imagine you just get in a fight on r slash atheism and then just drop August 8th, 2004, 1.18pm, and then leave. The argument completely shattered. This was no trivial amount of poo. This was 800 pounds of it, and, like, this is human waste from guys that are just chilling on a tour bus, which means they're eating, like, McDonald's, they're getting Wendy's. They eaten Taco Bell, you know. This is uh, <laughs> they're just hanging. I'm sure out. this was a masterpiece. <laughs> also, I do want to say that this was August, so apparently, oh. I wouldn't go into all of this, Ooh. but because it is Barf Bay, it was like warm, like it had like mm. sort of like baked oh, in like the, the in the black water tank. Mm. Like oh. this was the worst time that this could have happened in. But which included apparently the people that were on this ship, but people with disabilities okay elderly a pregnant woman mind you a small child and an infant incredible and the elderly they were going everybody was just free range imagine being able to say i was there i, I, I was, was there I, it I happened it. did they make shirts for it <laughs> say i survived i really hope so i survived august 8 2004 for about 120 people uh they can say that can we get one on the podcast if you were in the oh, dave matthews band chicago river incident we want to talk to you okay dude i wonder if we can get that infant who was on the boat on the podcast he's probably about oh. our age i don't know maybe they have like superpowers now or something yeah <laughs> that could be true i'm thinking whoever the pregnant woman is she definitely remembers yeah no no they interviewed her in an interview and she uh she said that uh, the second that it was dumped on her, she just immediately started throwing up everywhere. Oh, yeah. She was like the first one to throw up. And probably the elderly were second. I'm thinking it went the pregnant woman, bang. She's she's bending over and <laughs> killing over immediately. Then the elderly, they're killing over. The, the disabled and then the small child, the infant. The infant might tank this one. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. The, yeah I feel like the, <laughs> yeah, the, is just the like, infant would crush this. It's got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy's already pooping in all of his clothes anyway. Yeah, like he's used to this kind of thing. Do you think anybody bailed off the boat? I'd immediately I jump off, dude. <laughs> immediately. Like, at that point, it's like a hot summer day. You get covered in just liquid poop. The whole boat is smothered. Like, I'd be getting off of there. I'm diving, I'm diving in, and I'm just, I'm just gonna swim into the lake. That's, what I'm <laughs> yeah. That's all you can do. I might never come out of there. Imagine being like the one person on there to not get a single, a single splash. Completely fine. I'm telling you, that's not gonna be me. That wouldn't be me. Yeah, that would not. I do. <laughs> You'd be, be standing out right there with open head. arms, looking. <laughs> yeah. Out I'm taking it. In. I got a couple it. jars ready. That's what I got. <laughs> can you imagine somebody like came with jars and they knew they were like prepared? Yeah. For this? Like, what are you doing? He's like, it's happening. Prophetic vision. <laughs> so there were a lot of fingers being pointed, a lot of suspects. The driver of the bus insisted like, no, I drove right to the hotel. I didn't dump anything. And I believe it's been a while since I've gone over this, but I believe they finally found the guy who actually like punched in the nuclear launch codes. And he <laughs> was a poop ninja. Uh, and it was not the bus driver. But I I've got to read this over again. I'm reading that the mayor of Chicago at the time, Richard M. Daly, he said that he was a fan of the band, but the dumping was absolutely unacceptable. So immediately following the incident, the Chicago Police Department 
became aware. They were notified pretty quickly, and they said that they were investigating the incident but did not yet consider it a crime. They were um, like, oh, that, it was just a prank, bro. I mean, it was an inside job, but if you consider it's a not then <laughs> yeah maybe well, it's not exactly an accident either right i, I mean I, how do you intention i like how you say definitively it was an inside job like, <laughs> yeah i mean ooh. it's pretty obvious, it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what real until proven false let's this let's was exactly, yeah, yeah well, this was this is the government they <laughs> <laughs> they chose right. this to happen. Well, two days later, bus driver Jerry Fitzpatrick, who drove for the band, was identified as, you know, the owner of the bus. So they went and talked to him. He denied that he had dumped the waste, saying that he was parked in front of the band's hotel at the time mm. at 1.18 p.m., August 8th, 2004. You know, famous moment. And so the band was, of course, like, you know, doing everything they could to save face and to make it clear to the public that the views and opinions expressed on August 8th, 2004, <laughs> do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Dave Matthews Band. They thought Fitzpatrick was the guy, but he's not guilty because he, I guess, told them he's like, no, no, I didn't do it. Check my bus's septic tank. And so they checked it, and lo and behold, it was nearly full. And they're like, there's no way someone could have produced this much poop that fast. So it <laughs> wasn't no there. way. So was it not the Dave Matthews band then? No, no, no. It was their poo. Wait, did they remove the septic tank from the bus and put it in somebody else's? I don't know how they pulled that off. <laughs> Is it? Um, there must but have it been looks some like, transferring. Yeah, it looks like they found somebody named, there's no first name here, just somebody named Wool, and eventually they kind of proved that it was him. Uh, he's D Stefan. Stefan Wool. Stefan Wool, where is he? Wait, wait, so they ended up charging him with reckless conduct and discharging contaminants to cause water pollution. Well, this is what's weird. I guess it was the Dave Matthews Band's boss, and... It just wasn't Jerry Fitzpatrick who emptied the septic tank? Huh. I don't know. The article's confusing, but basically Stefan Wool, who was also a driver for them, denied dumping the waste and was supported by the band. Eventually, he pleaded guilty to uh... reckless conduct and discharging contaminants that cause water pollution, like Jackson said. And so then he was signed to 150 hours of community service. Um, he was fined 10K and received 18 months probation. I think another inside job here was somebody forced him to admit he was guilty yeah do you think he was like a sleeper agent and he was like he so. was driving along and then he got like a <laughs> message he's like dump the poop dump the new armor to be bop and then it like it went he hears the word release and that's it operation overcast you guys thought the river thames was bad in the last episode but no no i think chicago no. river might actually take it which, okay, so I had the honor, the privilege of uh, standing at the very site. I don't know that I was actually at this bridge, but I was in Chicago a few months ago and can confirm Chicago River is actually pretty nice. It's a really nice area. Yeah, you know, you would naturally go for a little sightseeing sail on the river and not expect 800 pounds of human waste. <laughs> it is ideal for like a tour boat like that. You would not expect that. I just want to see if I could find the bridge uh, on Google Maps. It looks like they renamed the bridge. It's, it they is did? called the Dave Matthews Band Bridge, and it no way. is officially a historical landmark. And there It's is a no longer the Kinsey there. Street Bridge? No, it is. I mean, it's technically it's the Kinsey Street Bridge, but it is now the Dave but Matthews Band Bridge. And everybody knows. plaque for it. Everybody knows what happened there that day. This incident, 19 years ago. Gosh. Wow. 
Wait, 19? 19? Wow. Oh my gosh, you're right. Ugh. I love how time has really healed all wounds, though, because now they have a plaque at the Kinsey Street Bridge commemorating yeah. the 19th anniversary. I feel like there's just no way that they didn't realize that there was a tour bus down below. Like, I don't think this was an accident. I'm going to be honest. Or not a tour bus, a, um, a tour a boat. boat. Yeah. Is there a shot? You know, he let the intrusive thoughts win just that one time. <laughs> okay. Either way, like, he shouldn't have dumped it there. Well, you know how in the movies there's always, you know, something weird happens and then it turns out that those were time travelers going back and they had to make that weird thing happen so that something more catastrophic wouldn't? Like, maybe, yes. right. maybe there was a murder that was about to take place on the boat. Mm. And so... <laughs> Stefan Wall knew what was going to happen. He saved someone's life and we'll never know. I've never been on Wikipedia's list of people who died on the toilet, but I have very high expectations. Oh, dude, should I read this? This guy with the gin, gin fellow. Dude, Duke Jing of gin. Oh, this guy actually has like a fair chunk of lore about him. All he did wasn't just fall into a toilet. All I see on the Wikipedia is that he died falling into a toilet pit. (laughs) What happened to him? Oh, this one's actually good, dude. His death. Hold on. So, <laughs> picture this, everybody. It's the summer of 581 BC, right? All right. The 19th year. Oh my! The 19th year of his reign. Hey, what yo. The? Well, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. The 19th? Yeah, 19th year of his reign. Interesting. Wow, a lot of 19s all coming together here. Well, according to the sacred texts, he dreamt of a malevolent spirit, and Mm. he consulted a shaman who told him that he would not live to eat the new harvest wheat. So the shaman was like, I hate to break it to you, but you had the noodle dream. You're going to die now. No. no, That's not good. Why would you not just stay away from the toilet at that point? Like, like, no, I don't want to die. I don't think he knew the toilet toilet. was going to kill him. (laughs) He, he didn't had, know that that he's was clueless. He's clueless. It was yeah. a problem. Because he already felt sick, apparently, and he went to the toilet, and then he fell and it died, and a slave had to carry his body out. Wait, what? Earlier that morning, the slave had had a dream that he was carrying his lord to the heavens? Uh, and what? so then they buried the slave with him. They killed him and buried him to serve wow. him in the afterlife. He could have just said that he never had a dream about it, and they wouldn't. Yeah, have told him. I, I, yeah, I that, couldn't tell you. He probably woke up that morning, yawned and stretched, and rubbed his eyes, and was like, "Oh, guys, I had a really weird dream," and then he got executed <laughs> for it. Yeah, be careful what dreams you have in ancient China, man. Really, yeah, just in the ancient world in general, they held that stuff in high esteem. We got to bring that back. We really do. Okay, wait. We still don't know what happened here. So I think we do. He got I guess... sick and fell into a toilet and died. No, no. It seems like there's more to it. There's a whole other paragraph <laughs> here. The Duke was presented with the new harvest wheat. Okay, so they gave him the, the brand new wheat, and he was like, okay, if I can eat this, then the prophecy will be you know, untrue. So he summoned the shaman and was like, hey, bro, watch this. I'm going to prove you wrong. But right at that moment... He felt really bloated and sick. And so he went to the toilet and fell in and died. Well, that is that is only the first of many people who died on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, this is just one guy. I found this guy here, Yeramir, um, the Duke of Bohemia. He was oh. stabbed. 
oh my. with a spear from under a toilet seat while defecating. Speared through the rear. I tell you, I go to the, whenever I am going number two, boys, I flush the toilet every single time just to make sure there's not like a spider hanging underneath the ledge. Yeah, you gotta do it just in case. Imagine there's like a ninja climbing up there and you just send him back down. Actually, dude, look at the guy after him. His page is huge. His name was Godfrey the Fourth, Duke of Lower Lorraine, and he was also assassinated on the toilet. What? What? How many of these people were killed on the toilet? They just did that, I guess. Dude, do not go to Bohemia. Have you guys seen Arius's wiki? He was oh a, my! He was a priest. Oh he died no! Died from explosive oh. gastrointestinal problems. He was eighty, mind you. He, so he was getting up there. As he approached the place called Constantine's Forum, a terror arising from the remorse of conscience seized Arius, and with terror, a violent relaxation of the bowels. Soon after, a faintness came over him. You don't need to read with the past evacu- there, Jesse. You don't need to read. Yeah, that. you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> You can use your imagination to think of what happened next, but I'll tell you, it wasn't pretty. Oh, Oh, man. That is truly barf bag. Rest in peace. Uh, Yikes. I do want to talk about, uh, I know Ben, you said earlier, it looks like there's some Roman emperors in here. There is, in fact, my man, I'm well familiar with this emperor, actually, uh, well before going over this. And I kind of wanted to talk about him, but didn't want to end like his own bit. Elagabalus, uh, was oh, the this? emperor of Rome, May of 218 Dude. to March of 222. And this kid, mm. he was a kid, okay? This man, he was like, what, 15 years old when he became the emperor? Yeah. 14, he was 14 years old. And he was a little, little snot bag, okay? Oh, he, So wow. while he was in office, he married five times, okay? Oh. <laughs> Twice to the same woman. He also preferred to be called a woman and prostituted himself. Oh, my. Yeah, he was... I I heard about this guy. Okay, that's you know what? If that's what he wants to do, I'm you know I'm not gonna judge. Okay, that's we don't shame. But he also uh, let a bunch of poisonous snakes loose in the Colosseum, and then just laughed as people ran away from them in terror. And he literally released a tiger into the Senate building uh, and laughed as it killed a man, and thought wow. it was great. It was a classic prank. So he did that too. He was causing so much drama. Have you seen his bust, by the way? I, yeah, that's a guy. classic. He's just, uh, <laughs> he looks like he, has he a was mustache. a mustache. Uh, I know. Wow. But yeah, ultimately, um, he was in the bathroom hiding from the Praetorian Guard because they had <laughs> enough of him. And the Praetorian Guard are like the Secret Service or something today. They're, right, right, they're the yeah. Emperor's Guards. And they were so fed up with him that they were literally trying to hunt him down and kill him. And so he hid in the bathroom of the palace. And they broke in and killed him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, can a man just uh, get some peace and quiet? Yep. That's that's wow. how that went down. Here's how absurd the buildup to his death was, though, and I can fully understand why the soldiers snapped here. So he publicly presented his cousin along with his own mother. And his cousin, I believe, is this guy named Alexander, who, mind you, this young emperor had tried to kill him multiple times over beef. But then he's all like buddy-buddy with them. So they show up and everybody starts cheering for his cousin. And apparently they ignored... How do you say this guy? Elagabalus. And he was like, all right, that's it. Anybody who is ignoring me, you all get executed. And that's the point where the guards were like, okay, okay enough's buddy. enough. Like, <laughs> I'm seeing this one from 1892. 
All right. JW, also known as <laughs> Balloon, Balloon Man. Man. Okay. Uh, so, Balloon um, Man. Dude, he uh, uh, suffered from something called a, I'm not going to read all of that, but basically a megacolon, which brought him considerable fame for his bloated abdomen. Okay. So uh, hmm. he was very. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Who is this? Uh, this man is just called JW. So he was found dead in a bathroom. Apparently, he died trying to defecate. And then the end of the Wikipedia thing on it just says his eight foot long colon is currently on display at the Mudo Museum Museum in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know. You know, I occasionally feel the need to be like, oh, didn't need to know that. But then I remember... It's barf bag. It is barf bag. Okay, this wasn't my <laughs> gotta... Yeah. No, okay, so I'm doing some more research. Yeah, he had a massive colon. Um, it was just a, you know, that was his deformity. And, yeah, he literally <sighs> carried around 40 pounds of poo. That was what he was trying to get out of him when he died. Wow. So the Wikipedia is divided into, like, the last two centuries and then everything else. Uh, and it appears there are far fewer people being murdered on toilets in the 20th and 21st centuries. But I did notice my man Elvis Presley is, he is here on, on the list. Yep. Yep. He's here. Yeah, Judy Garland is actually on the list too. She's um main character in Wizard of Oz that I can't remember the name of right now. Dorothy? Uh, really? Dorothy. Dorothy, thank you. Yeah. What? Dorothy um, died on. She overdosed on the toilet? Yep. 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 What? Yep. No, but that addiction yeah, yeah. was started because of the Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? Yep. I no, she, she was like, that. That, yeah. what? she was mistreated a lot on set. No, they did not treat her properly. So a lot of these people were, um, you, you're reading this and like Judy Garland and stuff like that. You're like, no, like they didn't deserve that death. Like it would have been better if they had died like peacefully as much older ages. But then I'm reading about this man, uh, George Raphael Videla. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Dude, he was the leader of Argentina. And I was kind of like, oh, that's uh, that's that's kind of cool, I guess. And then one of the first articles in here is just human rights violations. <laughs> and oh. I'm starting uh, to look at this guy. He was known for the murder of activists and political opponents and sent their families to death to the deaths at concentration camps. Uh, he also stole many babies during his career. And he also oh. sheltered Nazi fugitives. So this person hmm. was just a uh, unknown dirtbag. If anybody deserves to die on the toilet, it was him. He not only died of a heart attack on the toilet, he died of a heart attack on a jail toilet after slipping in the shower. And he was 87. He died in 2013. Yeah, this is uh, 10 years ago, yeah. He was sometimes, he I don't know if we can say the the man's name, but uh, his nickname was the Fear of the Pompa. <laughs> Pampa, um, yeah, I saw yeah. that one. Yeah, he was hardcore evil. This, yeah, this man was a horrendous human being. He had, he was an enigma. He was an enigma. Um, yeah, he was certainly complicated. So I feel like God was talking to this guy. And he was like, "Dude, you're such a dirtbag. You're gonna die on the toilet." And he was no, like, "No, because I won't. this guy was Roman then, Catholic." Okay, he literally said. This is an actual quote from this guy. A terrorist is not just someone with a gun or a bomb, but also someone who spreads ideas that are contrary to Western Christian civilization. Okay. Okay. That's a real quote from him. I, I got to speak up for the Christians here. I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, this guy does not represent the views and opinions. <laughs> 
Although, wait, he was Roman Catholic, right? I can't speak for yeah, the Catholics. Can, I don't know what you they can, are about. But, speak for but no, no. But I feel like I feel like God was like, if you keep living this way, you're going to die on the toilet. And he was like, no, that's not going to happen. Took a shower, had a heart attack as he slipped. And as he looked, he just looked up and he was like, no. And it was like the toilet no. that he knew was about to hit his head on. And he was like, you know what? I died on the toilet. Hmm. I wonder if as he was laying there, he looked wow. up and he saw the spirits of everybody else on this Wikipedia who died on the toilet. And they were like, come, I, There's got to be brother. some shared connection here. Dude, too many people trying to invent the flux capacitor. Like, man, I would have I would have told him to hit his head again. <laughs> like, <laughs> flux capacitor. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jackson. All right, can we just discuss throwing up for like a little bit? I would love to actually. Like this is barf bag history, but like I absolutely just hate throwing up. Now, I haven't thrown up in, like, almost, I don't know, eight years, but, like, I already know that, like, the time is coming. Last time I threw up was probably a couple years ago, except I did purge myself, like, a couple months ago. I uh, had some cereal, which had uh, almonds in it, and uh, I'm allergic to that, so... I think vomiting is such a, a touchy subject, such an embarrassing thing to have happen, because there's really no way to, like, play it off as cool you can stub your toe and kind of like try to play it off even if it really hurts oh you can play off vomiting as being cool i've seen people do it can you like like an anime vomit where you get punched and you're like oh things are really heating up yeah (laughs) well here's my biggest issue with throwing up when i was a teenager for like two or three years i would get really nauseous really fast and completely randomly and in all that time i never did throw up but I am petrified that one day I'm going to get like actual puke sick and not know it. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. This happens. All that, immediately. Yeah. All and that just... build up over the years. You know what is better than the feeling of throwing up? Like what is uh, like what's like the inverse of that is the feeling when you get clout. So uh, why don't you all smack that subscribe Jackson. Jackson, that was smooth. All right, but in all seriousness, though, uh, there is apparently one person that actually likes throwing up, and that Mm. person is Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Now, um, Really? Yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, Matthew and I and Jesse are all from Buffalo. Ben is from Maryland, but I guess lives in Virginia right now. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, and yeah, in an interview, Josh Allen explains that he uh, he throws up right before every game on purpose in the trash can of the locker room, and he believes it helps him. Like it's um, it makes him stronger. He said, didn't he say that he like threw up at the first game because he was so nervous, and he was like, oh wow, I feel better, and so then he just started like <laughs> he just started doing throw it more. up every game. So he uh, he threw up at a preseason game against the Lions. And he said that it, it helped him calm his nerves. And mm. now because of that, he deliberately does it before. You every know what, game. though? I can kind of I can vouch for him a little bit because the only time I've thrown up like as like not as like a baby, like the only time really in memory that I've thrown up was due to anxiety. There were some health experts that say that like technically it does work in terms of calming the nerves, but it's also not healthy for like your digestive system or like a lot of other things. Jackson, did he say which preseason Lions game he threw up at? Because I believe it was the one two years ago. 
I was at a Bills-Lions preseason game, and I think it was around the time that, like, I can't remember if Josh Allen was there, but I think he was kind of new on the scene. And I thought, like, wow, if I was there at the famous game where he had his first throw up, I'd feel dude, um, not much different than I do now, actually. Okay, August 13th August thirteenth of 2021. All right, I was not there. This was, like, 2018. Robert Liston. Yes. That's it. Robert Liston. Robert Liston surgery. He's the best worst surgeon ever. I mean, it's incredible. Robert Liston, uh, born October of 1794, was a surgeon in Scotland uh, back in the day, back in the good old days, who was famed for his speed and skill in an era prior to anesthetics. So basically, back in the day, if you were going to have a surgery, there was no anesthesia. You were going to be awake for the whole thing. So you wanted to get the fastest guy you possibly could. The speedier a surgeon was, the more popular they were going to be because it was done and over with. So that made him an appealing option. Yeah, he was speed running surgeries. He speed ran surgeries. He was getting them done in just a few minutes. He was just slicing them. He would do like amputations and stuff. So Richard Gordon described Liston as the fastest knife in the West End. He could amputate a leg in two and a half minutes. That's not bad. Oh, a couple of YouTube shorts and you'd be out of there. Right couple reels it's over <laughs> he sprung across the blood-stained boards upon his swooning sweating strapped down patient like a duelist calling time me gentlemen time me to the students craning with pocket watches from the iron rallied galleries everyone swore that the first slash of his knife was followed so swiftly by the rasp of saw on bone that it seemed sight and sound were simultaneous to free both hands, he would clasp the bloody knife between his teeth. Wow, this guy's hardcore. My man started using the three-sword style on this guy. Yeah, so he he was speedy, man. Um, oh, yes. he would do great in modern-day England with all the savings. <laughs> well, I mean, so I guess it is good that he was, he was quick with a blade. But uh, right. unfortunately, with speed comes... Uh, inaccuracies at times. Uh, He holds the record for the fastest surgery, um, which is impressive. Um, Okay. Although, allegedly, uh, this case has never actually, I guess, been confirmed by any primary sources, but the famed case of Robert Liston uh, goes that while performing an amputation, he was so fast that he cut off his assistant's fingers in the process oh, no. uh, and slashed through the coattails of a distinguished spectator who was so terrified, thinking that the knife, you know, this bloody knife had just stabbed him. Apparently he was so scared that he literally fainted and died while passed out from shock. Uh, and the young assistant oh, no. died from gangrene in the hospital a few days later after losing his fingers. Uh, As well, the, the patient, patient also, also died. died. So three <laughs> but, hey, look, killed. Robert got through. Robert tanked Robert, it. Yeah, he went through. He, he didn't. He went through. So he killed three people in his surgery. Yeah, wait, can like, we talk about that? Who went to him after that? Do you think he was still popular if that really happened? I can't imagine that anyone would have gone to him after this. Well, that's the thing. It's no primary sources ever confirmed that it happened. This The first instance of this actually being recorded came from a book written in 1983. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw another um, surgery he did. It was another hiccup of his, a little oopsie, whoopsie daisy. Uh, while he was performing, 
So this is while he was amputating a patient's leg. He broke his personal record by finishing the surgery in two and a half minutes. However, in the interest of speed, he got a little too excited and chopped off the patient's test <laughs> testes oh. along with his leg. Oh man! Dude. Out of all the things to lose, dude, this wow. is this is quite wow. possibly the worst doctor ever. Like, I'm but he's <laughs> the yeah. fastest doctor ever. He might be the fastest, but he might kill you quicker too. He might make you wish that you were dead. Uh, uh, there's another. There's one more I saw of one of his surgeries. Um, there's a report of him mistaking a lump in a young boy's neck for a skin tag and removed it suddenly at the boy's home. The lump hmm. turned out to be an aneurysm of his corroded artery and the boy died wow hmm. okay so this okay. is hands down the worst doctor ever like the fact that he he made a mistake and then didn't think hey guys you know what? i should probably stop and like be more. how do you mistake that for a skin tag he sounds like a DD player who hasn't been in very many games and is just out to <laughs> kill everybody he can <laughs> you know it sounds like someone trying to be like trying to do something that their class isn't supposed to be doing like you're like a yeah. barbarian ogre trying to be stealthy and like it's not working and you just keep doing it anyway is this just what rich people did back in victorian england they would just go to watch surgeries like is that just what we did was that our entertainment i guess it was was it, yes. so. was it rich people or was it like uh other surgeons yeah, there was some kind of morbid fascination with it, and I don't know what that was. Like, I don't know if we're too sensitive nowadays or if people back then were just really that bored. I don't know. If they were you having know. a public execution in the town square, like, you would not be able to keep me away from that. Okay, if they said, <laughs> yeah, we're having a public execution, we're cracking out the guillotine, come and watch, everyone's invited, I would probably be there, I'm just going to say. What is a mellified man? How did he get so mellified? Yeah, what exactly what is that? It's also known as a human mummy confection. It is when you take a oh. human cadaver and you drench it in honey. Um uh. it was a ancient Chinese method. Some elderly men in Arabia also had it done to them. It's detailed in Chinese medical sources, in some from the 16th century. But it might have been earlier than that. Yeah, they'd take the body. Like, the person would choose. It was a form of self-sacrifice. They'd be like, I want to become a mellified man. And for, like, weeks beforehand, uh, they would eat nothing but honey. All they would eat is honey. They would just live for honey, eating as much as they could. They'd bathe in honey. And eventually, they would literally smell of honey their sweat and poo-poo would apparently smell of honey and basically just be honey. Uh, that was all there was. And eventually, once they died from it, they would be placed in a stone coffin filled with honey. And apparently, they would seal it up and leave it there for about a century. Once they'd crack it open a hundred years later, everything would have turned into a wonderful confection that they would take out and sell on the streets. Uh, as a, you know, valuable, hard-to-find item with a hefty price, as the wiki says, um, that could cure broken limbs and other ailments. Um, so it sounds like the donors were mostly, like, elderly. It says that they would give their bodies to save others, so they'd start just going on the absolute honey grind. And then, yeah, they would just, they'd bury them and let them stew. 
But it wasn't even seen as like a very grim, like spooky thing. It was, I am going to give my body as a sacrifice for others. So that you other people can eat it, like literally. Like this eventually does just become cannibalism. <laughs> but like, then again. Should we do this, guys? Would yeah, you I call it? Do this. <laughs> can this be my fate? Ben, are you going to donate your body? I just might. I might have to. I would eat a bit of that Ben honey. <laughs> oh, trust I'd, me. I'd I'm, chomp on that. With how sweet I am already, let me tell you. Oh. Get some honey in here. Come on. What are the the issues of cannibalism, if you will? The, uh, I mean, it's a very common. It's, it's not uh, as if it was unwilling though. cannibalism. I don't know if that makes it better or like worse. Like you're offers, offering yourself up, right? You're yeah. willingly doing this. And you're also not facing like death by cannibalism. You're facing death by honey, which of all the ways to go, you know, especially considering a bunch of people died on the can this episode. This is definitely different than typical cannibalism in terms of like a, it's not, right. isn't as much to eat a person. It's more just like a, it was like a health factor, delicacy, that type of thing. I don't even know if I'd call it cannibalism because it was like a hundred years later and the body had changed so much. Put, you know, put this on my patty, honestly. Put yeah. this on my, <laughs> uh, on my burger. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, dude, I haven't eaten in a couple hours, so <laughs> I'm pretty, uh... Bro is hungry. So, uh, what do you think Mellified Man would taste like, though? Like... Ooh. Probably uh, funny. Not bad. This makes me think of people who eat blueberry bears, right? Bears who, like, strictly eat almost entirely blueberries in their diet. And apparently it's, like, the best meat you can have so i'm thinking combine that with honey and blueberries i'm probably i i don't think i taste too bad is honey really the only thing that works could you be mellified in like peanut butter yes i'd want to go in protein powder man Hey again, it's Jesse. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Lore Boys podcast. If you had fun, please share this episode with one of your non-reptilian friends, and we'll see you next time. Until then, I hope your day is nothing short of interesting. Take care. I'm going to go post that one on Twitter.com.